And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 70 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Brian. And I'm Amber. Hey, Amber. Welcome hey. back. It's good to be here. Yeah. Thank you for being dragooned into being back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no problemo. <laughs> Come do this. And here, read these comics we're going to throw at you very quickly. <laughs> very, very quickly. <laughs> While we talk at you, make it very difficult to concentrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you. That's, that's how we do. <laughs> yes. Oh, and there we go again. There we go. <laughs> Once again, we're in Alex's apartment recording yeah. today. <laughs> um, celebrating the triumphant return of my functioning air conditioner. Yay! Thank you, Kyle, for figuring that out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you get a shout out for that one. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, that's been my week. Is no air, crashing with family. How are you guys? Same old, same old. I'm sad. You're sad? Yeah. I, I moved. I, I moved my son into his college dorm and sent him off to college yesterday. Aww. So I'm like, I miss, my, I miss my boy. Let's see if let's see if future me is industrious enough to find the Bruce Banner or well David Banner walking into the distance music. <laughs> Sad Hulk, <laughs> nice, and Sad interplay Hulk. it here. Nice. The reality is, I definitely have used it as a placeholder as a sound cue on the rare occasion I've sound designed things. And already have it on my computer. So odds are not <laughs> so, and, and, so odds are pretty good. You'll find it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> odds are very good. So, well, that's that's a good thing, though, It is. Oh, no, no, yeah. It, yeah. No, it, it is. It's, I'm super excited for him. Now you can finish it, listening yeah. to the Adventure Zone without that's waiting right. for it. I don't have, now I'd have to wait on him <laughs> to finish the Adventure Zone. That's exactly right. <laughs> I have no sympathy. I have a three-year-old jump on me every single day. I know. <laughs> I, I've had that. I've been there. Been there, done that. I can't wait for them to go to college. Yeah, I, I, that's how I was too. I, like, like, I, it, there's definitely a time that you are you have them for that long for a reason. You're ready for them to go, for and then then it still feels a little. It's like oh, but uh, yeah, anyway. All right, so let's let's do something else. Let's, you want to talk about comics? Yeah, let's wanna... do that. Stop jabbing at this open Yes, nerve. please. Let's talk about comics. Okay, fine. How about we talk about Dark Knight's Metal? Let's talk about Dark Knight's Metal, because yes. it's fucking awesome. It was yes. amazing. So, uh, no spoilers here at first, but then we're going to spoil some shit. Yeah, we're going to spoil some metal, especially, ooh, we got a yeah. big one. It's a big one, Elizabeth. I'm coming for you. That's right. Uh, yes, the, the, the DC Comics debut of Fred Sanford. <laughs> I never mind. I'm not even going there. <laughs> there was a very, very short period where my friends called me Fred Sanford. You know, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if in the seventies or so, let's say, if they had made a Batman movie, if he could have played Lucius Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's not bad casting. It's not. It's actually kind of amazing. That's why I'm laughing. It's right there with uh my my 
patting myself on the back, my brilliant idea to have Mark Maron play Floyd Lawton. Oh. Mark Maron for mm. Deadshot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay, talk about metal. Someone. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start talking about the, the sweet, sweet armor that they are all in in oh this kind of opening scene here. God, yeah. it's so good. I know, it looks so good. I love it. And it's like, it's it, so... Like I don't think this is a, it. Really, is the opening scene. Yeah. They're all in this armor that like limits their powers. Yeah, and it's each one has something different, and it's really kind of cool. I like it. I like it. What else? <laughs> I really thought Brian had more than. I'm not. They're really, wearing armor, and I like it. I'm not really good at this whole don't spoil. I know, it right? Thing, I'm, so like, I'm like, I'm like, what can I say that's not spoiler? Because 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 I got like five things to say that are spoilery. But you know. well, okay. So we start out. With uh, We start out with a quick recap of, kind of at least visually, some of the image we got from the two casting books about the different tribes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're coming back into that, picking those threads up. And when this starts, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, when this starts out, the Justice League is trapped on... uh, A new war world. The new war world, war moon, whatever. Um, And things just get weird from there. This mountain shows up in the middle of Gotham and... Uh, then the real heavy spoilers all start, and there's not a whole whole lot you can say. No, but it, it it really does it does a fantastic job of tying back in those those two previous ones with the Carter Hall storyline and what Batman was investigating and those things yeah. that were kind of leading up to it. It ties those up very very nicely. And I will ask this question: Is it just me reading too much into this? Are there like a bunch of names and lyrics from rock and metal songs just slip it does kind of seem that way yes here. yeah like i caught that like two or three different times yeah. yes it yeah. does okay. i also love how he's trying to slip curse words in there and it just stops right short <laughs> yes <on. laughs> yes flash oh my gosh <laughs> I, I i do like i do like flash's comment that we'll talk about in a minute um there's a panel at one point where they're all going back to war th- back to earth from war world and Batman is riding in this spaceship that Green Lantern is constructing from his ring. <laughs> and they even point out in panel, Batman, you're not flying this thing, shut up. But there's a full control panel there for him to play with, just like the little control panels you give kids in a car to <laughs> yes. bang at. I feel like they realize they have to occupy him with something. <laughs> you're, I think you're probably right. Like, Green Lantern's like, you know you're not actually flying this thing, right? <laughs> but I feel like I am. Yes. Uh... Um, yeah, there's so much, so much fun stuff in here. And spoiler time? Spoiler time. Yeah, let's do right. that. So, uh, look, this is, this is one of those times when, if you haven't read this book, you really, really should go read it before you listen to spoilers. Yeah, like, like when one. we say they're, so like, you know, normally talk about spoilers, and it would spoil the story you're reading. This is going to spoil the funk out of something massively huge. Did you just say the funk? It sounded like you said no, spoil no, the fault. funk. Fault. Would that oh. what they say in the... In okay. The, yeah. I heard funk. I'm F-U-L like... F-U-L apostrophe C folk. Okay. <laughs> All right. I th- okay. I thought you were going for some sort of music no. pun. No. Um, <laughs> it should be metal, then not funk. That's right. Well, it's Brian. Who knows? <laughs> Dark uh, Knight's funk. <laughs> That's a whole different... <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the follow-up to this. Dark Day Afternoon Ska. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Um, but yeah, this is like, actually, I, I believe, I believe funk is when the, the rainbow Batman suit comes yeah. back. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Can we get some crazy quilt in there? There we go, yes. <laughs> but for real, spoilers on the scale of Dr. Manhattan showing up in Rebirth. Yes, like that level. It is top tier. Top tier yes. spoilers. So who wants to say it? Let's let our guests say it. Who shows up at the end of this? Dream of the Endless. It's fantastic. I love it so much. I feel like Mr. Batman. Bring me a dream. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We rehearsed this and everything, Brian. You dropped your Batman at the end of the first. No, 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 no. Oh, right. The no, 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 Batman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, see, I suck at this. I, just... I feel this like is why we don't that was like an hour ago. You expect me to remember this crap? Yes. I feel like it's a little disappointing that Mike didn't get to scream that into a microphone, though. Um, I don't know how Mike's going to take this. Oh, Jen and I had this conversation well. when we read it earlier this week, and I told her, "Look, I'm bringing my copy back, and I want to watch Mike read it." Mm-hmm. Because I want to see how angry he gets. You know Mike is going to I, I, Yeah, this. Mike is not going to like it. That would be, Yeah, that would be my guess. I love it. I think it's great. It's amazing. I do, too. Put all the toys in the sandbox. <laughs> Put all, hey, there's Rebirth. Um, Put them all in. While reading this, I don't know why I keep being so self-congratulatory in this episode, but I'm proud of this one, damn it. While reading this... The the logo that shows up on that mountain is this hourglass. Oh, yeah. Challenges the unknown. Jen read it before I did. I just yeah. turned to her and I say, well, okay, so either our man or Sandman is showing up in this book. Oh, nice. Nice. I, know, I, no, I completely did because it's the challengers of the unknown yeah. symbol. That's oh, see, so yeah. yeah. Whoosh. I didn't oh, even, yeah, well, it went straight okay. over my yeah. head. I didn't I know the challengers. I just don't know their logo. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's what I took it. I mean, like, see on their uniforms, see how it's like the little, it's almost like an hourglass okay, it's, thing. Okay, it's yellow with a big no, 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 X no, no, in no, the middle. But, but, like, that one is, like, a stylized version that has shown up okay. before. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. Well. Anyway. Hey, I didn't catch that, so I saw what you were doing, Scott Snyder. <laughs> that was awesome. And this is the same man who spent, like, months building up the return of Stephanie Brown, referring to the issue as his spoiler issue, because right. it was set in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and then the big reveal is, is was, spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. I will say one thing. So one, that mountain turns out to be Challenger's Mountain, uh-huh. right? And they go in, and it's uh, the Blackhawks are kind of running this yes this research whatever, and they talk about how you know basically there's the multiverse that we know, and they literally bring up a map uh, from multiverse the map the map, map. Like, right. if you take off the the dust jacket the that map is printed on the inside have <laughs> yes. you read multiversity I have not oh it's so good I keep being told by Jen that I need to yeah. You're being told by me now. I have too. like a notepad of things that I need to read. <laughs> but, but they take it out and they're like, you know, whatever we're finding, it's not coming from anywhere on this map. And they take it and they flip it over. And it's like the dark thing. And I'm like, okay, did they just Stranger Things this shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of. Stranger Things. <gasps> I've seen the first episode. Did, did, did that not have that same feel? It's Damn like, it, oh my God. Alex. Yeah. In my defense, it got built up so quickly by so many people that I just I needed to put some distance between me and it well it, it's been it's it been long enough the, I know. the thing is, is I feel like if you had even just watched it then it still would have lived up to it it's that yeah. good yeah it's one of those things that like you build up the hype and when you watch it it doesn't disappoint and we're approaching Halloween very quickly and you need yeah. to watch it before season two comes out 
Tell you what, once I get through watching all of 1990s Flash series, I'll consider it. No. No, he has to do that. I have to. I'm I'm guest hosting another podcast. (gasps) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a TV podcast. Two seasons or less. Bad for you, though. I'm loving it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. There's a a bit of a... You know what? It's like the perfect blend between a serious kind of real superhero show and like the campy Batman. It's like if you averaged Batman 66 and Batman the Animated Series and said, but starring The Flash. Yeah. That's bizarre. And here's the thing. Like Part of it is you have to remember the only thing we had ever seen of superhero TV shows up until that point. They were all campy and schlocky and horrible and awful. And I remember. Yeah. Like I mean, everything. That was the best. That was the best superhero TV show that had ever been on to that point. They <laughs> even have the theme song. The theme to The Flash in yeah. this is even written by what's his name who did the uh, Batman 89 movie theme. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, um, yeah. yeah, I know. I should not blank on this name. I keep Elfman? wanting to say Robert. Z- yeah, Danny Elfman. Elfman. I'm like, yeah. I want to keep saying Robert Zemeckis. I know that's wrong. Danny just Elfman, did, who yeah. did everything in the yeah. 90s. Yeah, in the late 80s. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't John Williams, it was Danny Elfman. Yeah, or Stuart Copeland. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm loving it. The last episode I watched had this like three, four minute long establishing scene of a Dia de los Muertos parade that had absolutely nothing to do with the episode? With the episode, except that it might have involved a Santeria god named Chango, which is the Spanish word for monkey. There you go. Now back to Dark Knight's Metal. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Hey, there was a character in it who looked, there was a character in it who looked kinda like Dream. Indeed. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I love all the heroes and all the characters. Like, like I said, they got Challengers of the Unknown. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, the Blackhawks, which are being led by. Uh, I thought at first it was actually the Earth 2 version of this character who's been going by this name through the entirety of the New 52. But no, it is Earth 1 Hot Girl. Yes. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought it was kind of cool. It is. It's very yeah. cool. And we got Red Tornado and we got... Uh, we got a little yeah. hint at Metal Men, which I like. You know, I yeah. freaked out about that. <laughs> there yeah. was one of the old school Starman. Yes, yeah. Um, I had to look up who that was because I did not recognize that specific Starman. But uh, there's a Metamorpho head yeah. in one of them, and uh, and <laughs> that damn egg again. I'm telling you what. Well, <laughs> we know that like Metamorpho and. Plastic, Plastic Man, Man yeah. are going to be two of the Terrifics. Have you seen that reveal? DC's oh got a new God. series coming. It is basically DC saying, well, fuck it. If Marvel's not going to do the Fantastic Four, we will. Seriously? It Seriously. is Metamorpho, Plastic Man, Phantom Girl, and Mr. Terrific. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And amazing. Jeff Lemire is writing it. Like, it's going to be so wonderful. So they, they I have somebody that turns invisible. Somebody that can stretch and, and <laughs> right. play. Somebody that can, like, change into other form, like, you know, gaseous or whatever yeah. with metamorphosis. A super genius. A, yeah. And a, yeah, a super genius. Yeah. And yeah. well, the rock guy can also be the fire guy. Right. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Right, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> they redraw the lines a little, but close enough. But, like, come on. This is the Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. The book is called The Terrifics. Yeah. That's a much better name. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Of all the stuff coming out later this year, that that is the thing I am the most excited for, I think. 
Um, although we are getting a new Moon Knight book, but I get ahead of myself. There, are bun- there have been a bunch of Marvel announcements this week of November stuff. Next week's solicitations, solicitations are going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Which we'll have to do next week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, assuming they're all out. Right. Metal. Anything else on metal? Uh, do, do you want to... Do you want to mention the thing that you got super excited about in the first half of the oh, issue? This was cool. This was great. I appreciated you getting so excited about this because this was the thing I had spoiled for me, and it made me so mad it was spoiled because I thought it was going to happen months ago in Detective at one point, and then it didn't. Right. You. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. So this is a thing that's almost happened before? There was a scene in Detective months ago when they were doing their Night of the Monster Men thing where apparently Batman had these four towers that he had had built and each of the members of the team occupies one tower and sits behind this control panel like oh shit it's morphin time oh my god only then it wasn't they just had like big cannons mounted to them yeah so they turn into voltron essentially yes (laughs) i was so excited it was great so they're fighting this armor and they all get absorbed kind of by it and then take control of it i love how batman figures it out too he's like we should, you know, stop struggling. And everybody yeah. else is like, no, we should keep struggling. And he's yeah. like, no, just just stop. And then, of course, when it happens, my favorite flash, how come I got to beat a foot? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear Aquaman complaining about being That's a right. foot. That's right, you Aquaman. Arthur's not going to complain about being a foot. No, he's not. <laughs> Aquaman's the best. <laughs> ah, that's so good. I, I know... So much enjoyed this. So yes. much. Like, I cannot like, wait it, for more. It surprised me. How, I, I thought I w- it would be fine. I'd read it. It would be a good story. Like This whole metal thing has yeah. snuck up on me and how good it is. I'm telling you, like Scott it. Snyder God. knows how to build a big bombastic tower. No joke. No I think joke. the thing about Super it is good. it feels like so much fun to read. Yes. It, yeah. It gets well, you excited. And that's the thing he's talked about in interviews is... Because it's like the initial press for it sounds super dark and mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. dreary. It was like, no, I know it sounds that way, but I'm going to ask you guys to trust me. This is just going to be everything big and crazy and over the top that Greg and I can think of. It certainly is that. It's doing that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the cover is a hand made out of the <laughs> Justice League throwing up the horns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or there's a very cover of Wonder Woman riding a pterodactyl. <laughs> because why not? Because why not? Because. Awesome. Uh, What's next, sir? Future Quest presents. Uh, I'm number so glad one. you said that one because you yes. know what? I liked this one too. <laughs> this was fun. Uh, this had a very definite like pickup vibe from the Future Quest yes. series. Well, and it's interesting tonight. It's the same writer as the Future Quest series mm-hmm. before. It is uh, Jeff Parker. It is Ariel Olivetti drawing. Ariel Olivetti drew the other Space Ghost ongoing that DC published a few years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah, the art is, it's very different from the Future Quest art, but it works for Space Ghost. I think he also drew the Space Ghost Green Lanterns one shot. Oh, yes. Okay, that might well be. That might well be. But it it does. It works for Space Ghost. Yeah. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, Did we know Space Ghost's name before? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I, think, I feel like we did. but I, I feel like we did too. Yeah. But if not, we, we, we learned his name here. We, we, yeah, we certainly know what it is now, yeah. And then, of course, I, yeah, like you knew I was going to love it as soon as the Herculoids showed up. Yeah. I mean, come on. I love the Herculoids. <laughs> um, so, so we get 
the what are the kids' names? I always want to call them Zan and Jace. I know, so do I always want to call them Zan and Jan Jane. and Jace? Yeah, Jane and Jace. I don't know why. I mean Zan and Jana, Jan and Jace. I don't know how I get those confused. Um <laughs> And they have a monkey. And their monkey. <laughs> right. They've got the monkeys. Let's see the monkeys. <laughs> Oh it, shit! No, I, that, see that segue a minute ago. This is the monkeys I was thinking of. That's sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mix it up. Uh, it starts out with them at school having to like play dumb and pretend they don't know Space Ghost or anything about uh, what's the core he's from called. Uh, the um, oh god, even um, I don't know. The not <laughs> Green Lanterns. Keep going. He's got to. They've got to pretend they don't know him, and then they go hang out with him, and they decide they're going to go space rebuild space force. Space force. Thank you. Like, yeah, they're going to go rebuild the space force. So they meet up with the Herculoids to mine the mineral they need to make more power bands, because it just happens to be indigenous to their planet. And we got we got this super cute little tundra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to plushie that little tundra. <laughs> <laughs> Give them time. He's so good. Give them time. It's a shame. I, I doubt DC has the merchandising rights that's probably not but, but yeah if they did they've been doing all kinds of super pets lately why not give us a little tundra too? yeah this is gonna be this is uh like i like i said i really enjoyed this and there's gonna be more like this story doesn't isn't just this one issue it's gonna there's gonna be some continuation yeah. so uh i will definitely pick up the next one did you read any future quest the ongoing that happened i read a very small bit at the beginning and that was it okay, okay. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, the whole Hanna-Barbera. I gotta say, I'm not the biggest fan that's of fair. a lot of those to No, that's cool. With. Yeah, That's fair. That's cool. I will say there was one pair that I was disappointed never showed up. Yeah, who's that? Blue Falcon and Dynamite. Dynamite. Oh, yeah. I look forward to... I hope Ooh, they eventually show Falcon. up. Yeah. Uh, yes. Hey, Brian. Hey. Batwoman. This was a kind of a weird issue. So this is uh, this is setting up a story that's going to be coming up. And I guess, is it crossing, going to keep crossing I don't over? think so. So okay. as I understand it, this has been Marguerite Bennett and James Tynan co-writing, mm-hmm. spinning out of where they co-wrote her kind of origin in Detective. Kind of that year one-ish type. Yeah. yeah. This is Tynan's last issue on this. Okay. But Marguerite Bennett's going to stay on it. Okay. So Tynan has set up, or the the issue is set in the future. There is a despotic Batman that is not Bruce. We don't know who it is, right? We learn who it is. Oh, yes, at we the do. very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, you but do. we don't know early on. We just know it's not Bruce. We know that Batwoman has gone to work with Colony, and basically she and Jason Todd are the resistance against Bruce. And this whole thing sets up a storyline that'll happen in Detective that Tynan will write there. I don't think it's going to keep crossing between the two. I think it's just he's picking up this thread there, having written it here. Okay. Um, Because if I had to guess, I would say he probably would have introduced this in Detective if there were time before they get into this lonely place of living or whatever that arc's called. Yep. The Return of Tim Drake. Yes. Yeah, we, it is the lonely place of living because yeah. it's the contrast to the lonely place of dying. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I, oh my God. I, so this future person, there's Kate, and she runs into Commissioner Montoya. Yes. Which is like, I was like, oh my God, that's so perfect. <laughs> and they, they, you are always the one. 
You were always the one. It's so cheesy, but so good. I know, right? Like, it's like, you know what? It's worth it, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it's worth the cheesiness, because, oh. If for nothing else than to kind of acknowledge after after the whole New 52, <sighs> no one gets to be romantically right. involved with anyone thing. Yep. It's it's nice to see Kate get that moment with someone, even yes. if not the same person. Um, I love this book so much. Me too. It's one of those books that I'm always like, Maybe I could cut that. I could I could go to that and trade, and then and an then issue comes it. out, and I'm yeah. like, no, nope, it's I good. can't. It's really good. I'm telling you it's what, that, me. that Marguerite Bennett, that girl can write. I don't think she knows how to write a bad comic. <laughs> I don't think she does, because they're all good. Uh, hey, Sandman special. Did you read that? I know you were flipping through that one. I was ago. flipping through it. I, I skimmed that one, because it's not the most interesting. <laughs> all right, now, just to be clear... This is not the same Sandman we were talking about. I, I like played with Alex. Alex was yeah. like, "How about we we're we were chatting on on, on uh, Slack?" And Alex was like, "And how about that Sandman?" And I was like, "Yeah, I read it. I thought it was just okay." And he was like, what? "I was like, no, I know you meant the, I know the you meant the one is, in the metal." <laughs> I was trying to be very careful, right? Because he didn't know if I had read it yet. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's give it a fish. In the it, water was there. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was playing so, same as the last... Well, I don't think the last one had two stories. Or three stories. I think yeah, the last I think one, it did, did it? I felt like the last one was just one story through. Maybe so. I, this one yeah. has two stories yeah. and a backup. Uh, this is, Kirby so, Yeah, this is the Kirby special. Kirby month. Yeah. yeah. Kirby month special. Celebrating Sandman. the month of his 100th birthday. Yeah, and the, Yes, and this is the Sandman who does operate in dreams and yes, such. The same Sandman who's not... been in Bug recently. Uh... Yes, yeah, yeah, the fourth yeah. world type the Sandman-ish, yes. The yeah. Kirby Sandman. The Kirby Sandman, right, yeah, there you go, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I definitely liked the first story more than the second. The Agreed. second I thought was okay. Agreed. Maybe a little overwritten, but... Yeah, it, 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 obviously the second one felt more like a Kirby story. Yeah. So the and that, first one, yeah, the first one was was a better story because it's not. Uh, here's the thing: Kirby was awesome. The stories that he wrote do not necessarily hold up well, because they was when they were written. I mean, that's just. Here's the thing I love about the first one, though. Yeah. The art adds so much oh, that God. is not just in the dialogue. No, I agree with that. Like, I'm if like, you're going to do a Jack Kirby book, putting as much in the art as that first story puts in the art, mm-hmm. I think is important. Not just in like the little details with, Oh, Hey, look, it's Kirby crackle and all of that. But it's about this kid who's having these nightmares and they come to life because he's just dreaming so hard. And Sandman has to go and stop him and wake him, stop the dreams and wake him up. Yeah. And there's a point where they go into this like barrier place or they're trying to get into the dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go in and the, the, all the background of the whole thing shifts to photograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still the drawn characters on that background. But all of Jack, all of the, all of the kids nightmares are Jack Kirby characters. Yeah. Like one of his nightmares is Modoc and one is Thanos and one is, oh, who was the other Gom. one? Yeah, huh? Gom. Gom, the big tentacle Gom. thing. Yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, fin Fang Foom. That's fin, the other oh. one I was trying to think of, though. Yep. Yep. I actually had to double check and make sure. Wait, did Jack Kirby create Modoc? Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, thought he was a 90s thing. Um, no, there's this much earlier than that, hero yeah. who shows up to help out 
Sandman, and he looks like this weird cross between Thor and uh, Orion. Orion, mm-hmm. yes. Thor Orion, yes. yes. <laughs> um, I just I loved it so much, and then you get the the twist that you kind of what's a twist? What's a twist? <laughs> yes, yeah, you see it coming. You you, you, you see it coming, good. but it's a really nice reveal. It is, I so liked it a lot. Yeah, it was adorable. Yeah. Well, yeah. The like I said, the first the first Kirby, or actually, I guess last week the one, the last one we got the Newsboy Legion. Yeah. Was really really hard. Yeah, that was. And in all honesty, maybe that's why I thought it was just one story and not a story in a backup. Could, yeah, because yeah. it was, as someone who did not know those characters, very no, hard think, to follow. I think, I think now that you mentioned, I think it was just one. Okay. And then the original reprint, but uh, this one, this one was really good. The the new gods one we like. Yeah. Was, was good. So they're they're, they're yeah. batting about fifty percent at this point. Yeah. I'd say yeah, sixty seven percent at this point. Oh right, because only three. three. I was thinking yeah. there was one, more, but no, not two yet. to one. That's <laughs> not out yet. Yeah. Okay, and you know, fine, whatever. <laughs> hey, hey, I have not. I've slept like four hours in the last yeah. two nights. I'm yeah. Brian's empty nesting. Please forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm drinking. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to rub, uh, well, no, I'm not going to rub salt in Brian's wounds yet, because we have to talk about Superman before I talk about Trinity. Superman, number 29. What did you think of Superman, oh, Amber? I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's and, fun. I mean, I, I can't speak for the fact that you guys didn't like the previous ones before this, but this one was really, really good. Well, this was an, uh, a new story arc, and actually a different writer. Yeah. Um, the last the story so, arc, not to fill in very quickly, not to twist the knife, but yeah. the last story arc was two issues of them on a family trip that boiled down to things like pages of Superman and Lois taking turns reading plaques off national monuments. Oh my god! Because it was their Fourth of July family trip, and they would like read. Yeah, yeah. that sounds awful. It was. <laughs> Kind of was, yeah. And making these weird, half-hearted political statements that are things like, "Oh, it's important that everybody debate openly," yeah. which did not age well. Like two weeks later, when Nazis were protesting, but that's not <laughs> here or there. Like I told Alex, like had they decided to make that a, a Superman Fourth of July special, if they decided it, to make that one of those fine. things that everyone knows just to kind of skip and get sad for the comic shop that they end up stuck with 20 copies of them for the rest of their existence. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, but that would have been fine. Like making it part of the story was all anyway. However, this one was really good. It was very interesting. I liked it. It it paced nicely and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the cover kind of gives you a sense of what is going on. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does. The cover is Superman. In yellow lantern garb, holding a yellow lantern. Mm-hmm. Way to way to throw that reveal in way too well, soon. I mean, yeah, well, that, like so you knew say, what it was dealing. Which yeah. I mean, if you if you know yellow light, reading, the, the emotional story, you knew pretty early what it was dealing yeah. with, yeah. right? But how it I mean, how it plays out and who's actually involved was kind of cool. If I feel like the costume though is the bad part of that. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a silly costume, but it, it had it had a whole lot of Black Adam feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really did. Uh, and I guess spoilers now. Do we want to? Because there's kind of a big thing that happens. Yeah, we should. We issue. should. Yeah, we should say spoilers. Yeah. Some, very much in support of this story and this arc. So yes, yeah. so very jump back good. On if you were disappointed with the last couple, much good. So like, um, <laughs> good good book. <laughs> And this is a spoiler, not just for Superman, but also for Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns. Yes. Mm. Yes. So be advised. Well, 
you pretty much you might know it from that but well yeah. there's a lot going on in that book right now i know that's true that's true. read recaps um because it's not something i read regularly who who shows up at the end parallax <laughs> who shows up at the very end the last page. Oh, oh yeah. Sinestro does. Sinestro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're you're led to think Superman thinks that that Sinestro is kind of the the villain because he I yeah. guess he doesn't know which it's been very removed from the it Earth has. the Earth thing, so he wouldn't. But uh, yeah, Superman thinks that you know it's it's something to do with the Yellow Lantern Corps Sinestro, yeah. da, da, da. and then he finds out that it's not. It's actually Parallax. And you actually see a little you see a little baby Parallax at the beginning, which, which I cute, feel you know. like is why he underestimated what was going to happen okay. to him. Yes. Now then, let's not gloss over this point. No, did you catch what was going on there when the the little Parallax shows up? What the kid's doing? He's playing the DC equivalent of Pokemon Go, yes, yes. which and, instead is Captain Carrot. Or Captain Carrot. Captain Carrot, yes. Captain Carrot was a new 52. <laughs> and, I'm, and he's going to catch the whole zoo crew. Yes. yes. I, I thought like, of oh you. Oh my God, I want this game. I thought of you when I saw that. Probably. I would have to catch the whole zoo crew. <laughs> and he sees Parallax, he's like, I don't know this zoo crew, this zoo crew animal, but I'm going to catch it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you caught it, kid. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, zoo crew catches you. Ooh. Or at least Parallax does. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sinestro shows up. Sinestro, who is believed dead in Green Lanterns, shows or in, in Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Court, shows I, up. I guess clearly not. <laughs> he got better. <laughs> if anyone can deal with Parallax, that's the boy, though. Yeah. I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good story, yes. Please, yeah. please go pick this up. I dug it. Who who was the writer on this one, Brian? Remind me, because it was not it was not Tomasi. This is a uh, it was team. not uh, Champagne. Okay, is the uh, yeah cool? Who's the? Well, I don't know the first name. Uh, uh, Keith. Keith Keith Champagne. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was gonna say Keith, but I wasn't sure. All right, now I'm gonna twist the knife on Brian. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Trinity number twelve. I just haven't read it. Yet. I've got it. I yeah, haven't no. read it. Uh, it is, as we've talked about before, so this is picking up, I think it was Trinity number seven and Trinity annual number one. It is picking up the story the two of those set up with the dark Trinity of Cersei and Lex Luthor and Rachel Ghoul. Mm -hmm. And it starts out with Constantine and Zatanna having been summoned to this brownstone in Gotham. Along with Deadman to help out Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, who are trying to cure a possessed Jason Todd. Oh, so they do introduce the uh, that third Trinity. Yes. Okay. You'll see. Sorry, Brian. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, that whole Trinity has, when this starts, already been possessed in the same way that Etrigan was. Okay. And it is them trying to undo this damage that's already done. That's awesome. Like, I love that they're taking this Trinity thing and just yeah. extending it. We are, we are beyond a Trinity of Trinities. We are up to four Trinities. We're up to four Trinities. We're at a yeah. Baker's Trinity. <laughs> That's right. They're my Trinity. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's very good. I, I won't yeah, say anything I, I, else. Yeah, I can't it's wait very good. Um, and I will say one other thing. If you're in Devore, maybe this is an issue for you to check oh. out. Oh. Alex. Oh. It's not the first time we've made Vore jokes on this show. There's an entire episode whose art is Fred Flintstone in a mouth dancing on the tongue <laughs> about to be swallowed. 
Yeah, but I just listened to the big gulp thing not that long ago. <laughs> Why do you think we make all of our jokes? I know. Mm. It's just so fresh in my mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Such an uncomfortable thing to listen to, especially with other people. That does not stop me from making people who haven't heard it listen to it. <laughs> That's great. I'm and if surprised. you don't know what we're talking about, good luck Googling that. Mm-hmm. You did read, Brian, Sheena? I did read number Sheena. Zero? Sheena number zero. Uh, yeah, actually, this was actually, this was a uh, nice introduction. I'll be honest, I have never read a Sheena comic book. Me neither. So, before. So this was like my first introduction to uh, her, certainly her, con- like, I mean, I saw what was it, the Tanya Roberts Sheena Queen of <laughs> Jung, whatever it was, that was long, long time ago, like 80s or something. I think Amber's nodding. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it sounds so, familiar. Yeah, but uh, th- so this is the first like comic version of Sheena, and it was enjoyable. It's um, another Marguerite Bennett joint. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know it was. Uh, mm, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Um, very uh, a kind of a naive. She's obviously a very naive type character. A very little. I mean, she's because uh, I don't want to say primitive because that's not the right word. But no, but she is. Yeah. It's. it's it's like George of the Jungle. It's like Tarzan. Yeah. She's grown up in this world. It's a very right. narrow sphere of consciousness. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. So uh, She but sees I, but, this surveillance drone and thinks it's this flying turtle thing that's come to right, mess to with spy people. on them or whatever. And so yeah. she she shoots it down, this whole thing. But the, what happens at the end, I absolutely love who, yeah. <laughs> who it turns out to kind of be. At yeah. the, at the, so, I mean, I don't know if... I, I, that's definitely I feel like I, it's a spoiler, but it's also a zero issue. I feel like I feel like if you're writing a zero issue, the point is to sort of set up the Oh, you didn't the get that far then. The book. Yeah. I only started reading the beginning of that one. Okay. Um, she's being observed by some sort of college researcher. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there, she, you see there's a... At the end, you see another drone that's been watching her do all this stuff. Yeah. And, he's, and this guy's like sitting there in his college dorm eating noodles going... What the hell did I just record? <laughs> yeah, so like clearly her world exists as part of the real world. And yeah, there's this temple she goes to that's forbidden, but it's full of like old camera equipment and all that jazz. And how is this gonna work? That so like bizarre. researchers have cool. clearly been there before. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost like you know what you know what my first thought was when I started putting two and two together before that last page, but holy shit, they're Truman showing this. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. It could be. Yeah. It's it, very much enough to pique my interest yeah. to find out what's going to happen in the number one. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. And uh, the art, the art's pretty. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fit well. Dynamite's just been knocking it out of the park. Yeah, they've been doing a good job. Amazing Spider-Man renew your vows. <laughs> Okay, first of all, Normie is a fucking creep. <laughs> Such a creep. Oh Have you read any, any Renew Your Vows? Are you familiar with this book? Do you know what the concept is? I have a vague familiarity with the concept, but I have not been reading this one, okay. and Jen's been getting all over my ass, because <laughs> she's like, that's so good. It is very good. Uh, one of the things Marvel announced this week is that it's about to get a time jump for Legacy, and normally I, I roll my eyes at that. time jumps. But the idea of jumping forward, I forget if it's eight or nine years, but to win... Uh, anime is in high school and a, a, a rebellious teenager does sound just wonderful to me. That does sound great. I think I, I would actually probably prefer to read something like that than what is happening right now. 
You know, it, uh, there's definitely it's definitely going to be different. Like I'm I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, it's definitely going to have a very different feel than her, like being able to do that cute kid yeah. thing. Well, right? we've talked a lot about how this is this feels like Marvel's answer to Superman with Clark and John and sort of passing on the lessons of being a hero and how to be a good hero and all that. And how to, how to be parents to a young child that has these abilities Mm. that are showing up. Yeah. Um, And like one of the things I really like about this issue is especially knowing we're about to get that jump. This actually gives us a version of Annie who is super on top of things. Oh yeah. Yeah. She saves Peter's bacon in this twice, issue. Yeah. I was I was gonna be non specific nope. there, but yes, yeah. twice. <laughs> um you're correct, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Uh I can count to two. <laughs> and oh wait, no, I was mixing Count von Count and Dracula from the Electric Company, and I was about to sing he loves to do his counting in the bathtub. <laughs> but then I realized I was conflating two things that didn't need to go together. <laughs> Then I realized it was still funny anyway. Yeah, it kind of sounds good. I mean, soggy Muppets aside. (laughs) Soggy Muppets. Yeah, those are some words. Sounds like a euphemism for something. It does. does. Just ask Bog and Quag. (laughs) Soggy Muppets. Is that head shake a, I have no clue what he's talking about. I don't want to know. Eureka's Castle. Do you remember Eureka's Castle? No. It was on Nick Jr., when we were like really, really little. Do you remember Eureka's Castle? Your kids are probably I mean, too young. I know the name, but I never watched it or saw it. Yeah. It was this show on Nick Jr. about this like, I don't know what Eureka's gig was. I feel like she was some sort of magician or something. And she lived in her castle. It starred mostly the, the this dragon. In fact, the dragon that is my uh, profile in the I'd Crit That Slack. Oh, okay. That is where that dragon comes from. Huh. And Batley... The kind of spacey bat. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a couple of other characters. Bog and Quag were these two, like, Oscar the Grouch types who'd go swimming through the sewer and all that sort of thing. Or the moat around the castle. It was co-created, though, by... Oh, damn it. The Goosebumps guy. R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. I haven't even the vaguest familiarity with this. It is a children's TV show co-created by R.L. Stein. I mean, that's not that weird. It's a little weird, maybe not awesome. Like, it was oh, my that's favorite. amazing. Of the children's programming that was available to me when I was a small child, it was my favorite. I mean, I was generally watching anime, so. Fair. <laughs> I mean, in the morning before I went to school, it was Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball, so. Fair. Good for you. <laughs> anime is one of those big gaping holes in my, in my knowledge. <sighs> <laughs> we can have that conversation off air. Okay. Oh that my. way, that no, way, we, when we, like nobody wanted to step up and take that joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was a little too easy, right? It was. I never stopped, Shiara. <laughs> okay, renew your vows. Good book. Normie creep. Normie sad, is, yeah. but creep. But yeah, like like like. Too, yeah, nope, creep. <laughs> yeah, like 90% creep, 10% sad. Uh, there you go. That's about the right mix. Yeah. Yeah. Generations, Wolverine and all new Wolverine, or Amber's introduction to Laura Kenny. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I really like it. I really want to read everything she's ever been in. Yes, you do. 
<laughs> yeah. Start with all new Wolverine. Yeah. It's an easy way to jump on. I shall. And you can just keep going into what's going to be coming up soon. This was weird, though, as an introduction, because it's an introduction to her, but it's like familiar territory. Yeah. So here's why I put this in front of you, mm. because I don't think it's a secret to say that I've been kind of apathetic, leaning into antagonistic toward this whole Generations Legacy thing Marvel's mm. doing, just because I feel like it's solving a problem they don't need to. And I've this is the third generation books that, generation third. books that's come out. I hated one. I loved one. But I kind of wanted to get the opinion of someone who just has not been in the middle of all of this changeover. So how did you feel about this one? Overall, I liked it a lot. It has one problem that I had with the first one. the Hulk book yeah. that did not apply to the gene the right. gene book. Yeah. But it bothered me less here for a couple of reasons, and we can come back to that in a second. Overall, I really liked it. Uh, it sounds like it's just going to be a case-by-case basis, though. Yeah, I mean, as I far as the is. individual generations books go, I think that's true. Part of my question is, did how, how much sense did this make as a jumping-on point to you? Especially for, I mean, I, I know you know Logan. I know you know Wolverine. Yes. But. So the thing is, is that you don't get like a lot of, you don't get a lot of information about anything to do with Laura. It, it's kind of almost like it's from Logan's point of view, sort of. I mean, like, obviously you're third person watching this, but like, yeah. it seems like you know as much as he does about her. Well, and that's kind of one of the biggest differences between this and the last two. The last two have started from... Cho and from Young Jean. Yes. And well, I this feel does like, start from Logan. Yeah, and I You're feel right. like doing it from the person that they're trying to bring back into the fold somehow, because they're dead or whatever, uh, is a better idea than doing it from the present day character point of view, if that makes any sense. It does. I hadn't thought about it that way. That actually may be part of why I feel like this... because this is better, yeah. This is, my, this is the problem. I, it was a major problem for me with Hulk. It bothered yeah. me less for... Jean Grey, just because she hasn't dealt with they had actually met talking to like, her those past two characters self at the same time. Had line. never right. met, right? Right. Yeah. Alternate future or past versions, sure, but not two the characters. same timeline right. herself. Right. Um, especially this version of herself, who her past is now different by virtue of having lived in the present. So right. it worked there just fine. I missed the two of them having the relationship they had before Logan died in this, but it did bother me less. And I think it's, I think it's maybe what you're saying. I think it's because you come in from this Logan's viewpoint and Mm -hmm. not from Laura's. It also may be in part because like with Cho and Banner, Cho's always existed in the context of Banner. Mm-hmm. Seeing a Banner who doesn't know Cho doesn't make sense to me. Right. No. But a lot of the, not all new Wolverine, but from a lot of the like Logan and X-23 sort of figuring each other out side of things is him not knowing who she is and him being this hidden part of her past. And there's this whole history of Logan not knowing Right. Like not knowing is part of Wolverine's the DNA. Other, I, I think guess. the other part that helps it work in this one is 
he realizes something is going on. Like that they yeah. they have had like she knows him and they have a relationship somehow, somewhere, sometime, some yeah. other universe, whatever that is. You get like so the, the most not, the most right. heartrending line of the week. The <sighs> I smell me on you. It's been a long time since I've seen my mama's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and is, Amber's sad now. Very. <laughs> Brian was already sad. I was already sad. But uh, he just runs with it, though. He, he just does. runs yeah. with that whole. And that, I don't that's kind of why I said. I mean, it, it, he he leans into it a little bit, and well, he's also takes, used to time yeah. travel. Like, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, fine. This is not something I can fool with. I'll figure it out at some point in my life, maybe. One of the things that reading this would made me realize, though, and it, it, I kind of realized, uh, looking back, I definitely felt it in the Jean Grey one. If you know both of these characters, and I don't mean you have to know everything about yeah. them, but like, you know, I, I'm very familiar with Logan and his living in Japan with uh, with Mako, like that whole yeah. that whole time frame and his whole thing there. And Laura Kenny, I know enough because I'm reading all New Wolverine now and all that. Knowing the characters, both sides of them, I think you get a lot more out of this than I do you think do that's true. if you just know one or the other. And well, yeah, but maybe so. I think that's true. I think that maybe more true for this yeah. than for Gene, and even really for uh, Hulk. Hulk, I think, is so strongly from Amadeus's point of view that I really did not give a shit what Bruce said or did in that book. Okay, um, even knowing both. Uh, and actually, in truth, I've probably read more Amadeus Cho than I've read of Bruce and an ongoing. Mm, maybe. Gene, I think so much older Gene Phoenix was supposed to be alien and disconnected, though. That for me, I didn't miss that there. I think you're absolutely right here. I think yeah. 100% you need to know both of these characters to get something. Or maybe not, because we've got Counterpoint at the other end of the table who now wants to go... Read I mean, all the all new Wolverine. I have and, a vague sense of who Laura is, though. I mean, I true. don't know. And, I've not come very familiar with the character. I feel like I would get more out of it fair. if I did. And I, I, that's kind of where I was going. It's not like I don't think you would enjoy this necessarily. I just think you're. I think you're probably missing some of the subtlety and some of the. Okay. But you can What's get a real there? sense yeah. of their relationship. Just I mean, the way it's written. That 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 one line that you called out. Yes. I don't. I don't remember okay. forward forward. Um, so Wolverine's been just blasted and blown up, and his costume is hanging on by shreds. And they're going to chase down his his other daughter, and they get a help from they get help from the Hand, who says, "Yeah, this was not in our contract. We're not fooling with this. There are clothes in the car." And as they're getting out to go to the airport to track down the daughter. Uh, Wolverine turns to Laura and says, you know, there, there was a dress in the car. And she says, yeah, I'm sure it would have looked great on you. <laughs> and the heels too. Um, yes. Yeah. I just, I really, that right there, that single line yeah. made me feel like I'm really going to like this character yeah. a lot. Well, that line is very much this That's character. That's a very Laura Kinney line. Yeah. Good yeah. to hear. Yeah. At least when Tom Taylor writes her. That's admittedly almost all of what I've read of her is Tom Taylor or the occasional Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, so you liked it though? Yes. And you liked it? Oh yeah, I did. And I liked it. All right. Okay. Just three thumbs up. Yeah. Good, good book. There you go. All right. In continuing with today's trend of me finding ways to torture Brian. Oh, here we go. 
Uh, having lived without air conditioning has made me sadistic. <laughs> really? Really? That's what made you sadistic? Well, He's today. increased his sadistic <laughs> today. nature. It's my excuse today. <laughs> There's nothing more fun to me than handing someone number 10 of a series and saying, here, <sighs> read this. <laughs> so, Brian. Yeah. How'd you like Invincible Iron Man? <laughs> I like... Think I'm gonna have to go get this whole series now, is what I think, because <laughs> it was so damn good. It is. It, it's everything I love about this new young Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, same thing about Champion. Same thing about Waz. Same thing with all new Wolverine for that matter. Yeah, yeah like all of these young know, uh, uh, Hawkeye, mm-hmm. right? That it is. Them being confident and yet still not knowing everything, but willing to figure it out to try to, yeah. to they're willing, they're, they're not willing to just sit back because they don't know the right answer. They're going to try something. When you get, and I think it's super true of, of what happens in this issue or the end of the last one, you get this solution that could only happen with someone who has the powers of a superhero, oh but that like, teenage okay fine i don't care how the world works this is how the world works for me i'm going to do it my way right yeah yeah it's like it's like you don't realize all the ramifications so screw it you're gonna do what what sounds like the right thing to do only a teenager (laughs) who's put up with a lot of shit is going to walk into uh into lavaria lay the smack down on lucia von bardis and say no i'm queen now (laughs) Yeah, Lucia's like, you know, Latveria is mine. It belongs to me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, is that how it works? Because pretty sure I just beat your ass, which means I guess I just <laughs> conquered the country and it's mine now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She takes over. And then, and then she calls S.H.I.E.L.D. and says, uh, know how you told me that Lucia von Bardis was here and why you weren't telling me to go deal with her, that you kinda, she was here? Yeah, strongly hinted that I should. Yeah. Well, um... I might be the queen of Latveria now. Help. Here's a list. Are these your demands? These are things that need to happen. Right. Like, I don't want to call them demands. Yeah. I'm flexible. Like, right. They need no, the, the, food and schools and things like that. The, the best, though, that my favorite part of this is... Yes. Is, <laughs> so Quake, who is a member of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? So, like, three S.H.I.E.L.D. agents show up at her mom's house in Chicago... And it's like, so did you know your daughter was going to overthrow and take over a country? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> Are you sure she never mentioned anything about this? She's like, I'm pretty sure I would remember that. And then they're like, so uh, so is your house in this area going to become an, an embassy for Latveria with diplomatic status? And She's like, I don't know. I'm I mom, think I need my attorney now. Me and my lawyer. <laughs> mom was seriously not prepared. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah, such a good book. It, like, God, this this is, an this infamous. Is good, you've yeah. been reading infamous. I've been reading infamous. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to read both. I, yes, I, I'm coming to realize that. So, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's also no way that this does not eventually end up back on Doom. Sorry, oh yeah, no, no, no. Come on. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Secret Empire, Brave New World, number five, wrapping up. Secret Empire, Brave New World. <laughs> Substitute Teacher Blade. <laughs> Substitute Teacher Blade is the best. <laughs> yeah. 
And I need a six issue miniseries. Face is perfect. I feel alarmed. I didn't read this. What happened? You you should be. (laughs) Blade is a substitute teacher now. Um, So New York is under the Dark Force Dome. A consequence of which is that Nightwalkers don't have a son to contend with, so they can go out in society like normal people and feed. And kids keep turning up missing, so it must be someone in a school feeding on them. So Blade takes a substitute teaching gig to track down the vampire. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he does all these random tests to try to figure out who it would be, like mixing holy water in the finger paints. (laughs) Exactly. Or spraying them all with garlic. This is amazing. Uh, it is just the it's Cy Spurrier who or, wrote or this one. Or feeding them raw, like raw meatloaf for lunch. Yeah, and seeing who gets so really excited eats, about that. who likes that. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I blame you for not telling me about this sooner. I did not think about it. I'm sorry. Um, for shame. I I was hung up on the issue I had with. So this is one of those anthology books. You get like two one-shots that are a few pages and cycle through in each. And then you have one story that's gone on through all five issues. And I was a little hung up thinking about the fact that the reveal that happens in Captain America and Secret of... Not Secret Avengers, Secret Empire last week kind of takes all the wind out of the sails of the ongoing that's happened here. Yeah, I know it deflated your enthusiasm. Yeah, there's a big reveal that happens like on the first page or two of the Namor story that happened in two other books last week. Yeah. And it's like, that would have been really cool on its... If this issue had come out a week earlier. Yeah, I'm totally behind you on that. Or two weeks earlier. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. There's a character who's alive who's been hanging out in Atlantis this whole time and who you've seen in this book, but with a mask, on. but with a mask on who, in fact, I think if you went back and realized, went back and looked, you'd probably realize, Oh, Hey, no shit. That's this character. I'm an idiot for not catching. Right, that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a very distinctive yeah. something about this character. Rocket raccoon would have known. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's Winter Soldier. You see his big metal arm. Oh, yeah. okay. You see, see his arm. You see the but metal he's, arm. He's so armored. That that like just, you think oh, it's just, just right. You think it's like armor. a big grieve or something. Yeah. yeah. Like it's really clear. Whoever designed that costume for him mm-hmm. did a did a really good job. Um But yeah, that that steam got taken out of it, and then the rest of it just kind of cleaned up yeah. neatly. Like weirdly neatly. Oh yeah, we were just rebelling against you, so you'd learn your lesson, Namor. Because that's how Namor works. <laughs> right, yeah, because he wouldn't be pissed about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great! I'm I'm glad you were trying to teach me a lesson. Now you're all going to be executed. Mm, <laughs> revenge on the horizon. Like it feels like this whole story existed for the reveal that was scooped a week ago. It does kind of feel that way. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um. But such is the life of tie-in anthology. It, it was fun. And then the second one was really a throwaway kind of story. It was, I don't remember it was the, the domino. One. Oh right, yeah. I didn't like that one. That it was, one was like dumb. Bleh. Yeah. The whole nar- the whole narration in that book is about how pretty women have power and get hit on by men, but also just really have power. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like... Ugh. I'm over here rolling my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, not even just rolling, like, full body slump. The momentum of the eye roll nearly knocked Amber out of her chair. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. yes. She almost dropped her sweet tarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone... Well, so Domino is... is, is, is actually, sweet yeah. tarts? 
Domino was acting like a, a sniper, right? Mm-hmm. In, at By which in, I mean holding a sniper rifle aimed at someone trying to snipe someone. Right. While wearing a bikini top, short shorts, and then and having a backward hat on, and that's about it. Yeah. Because that's what you always wear when you go to snipe people, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, wow. Mm. Did I... Sorry, did this story come out in the 1960s? Because... <laughs> this story is like... They could have released this one shot as a digital digital issue and just called it Secret Empire Swimsuit Issue. <laughs> that one, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. the other yeah, character yeah. in it is Emma Frost. Is Emma Frost, and she's in a bikini. Yeah. yeah. Or no, well, I guess a one-piece. But a it's swimsuit. hard to tell with Emma Frost, yeah, actually. <laughs> Everything she wears is almost like lingerie, yeah, exactly. pretty much. Or it may have just been her costume, fuck if I know. <laughs> Somehow her putting on a bikini is less suggestive. It's weird. <laughs> I mean... It's I true. Think, I think working for the essential strip club of the Marvel Universe has just kind of put her in bikinis <laughs> well, and, and lingerie all the time. Fair enough. Yeah. That's, that seems like, you know what? seems like there's like a cosmic strip joint somewhere in the Marvel Universe, and that's like Rocket would hang out there, right? I was about to say Rocket, and well, maybe Deadpool. Deadpool wasn't Rocket <laughs> sure. last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a Rocket ongoing? The last issue is Rocket and Deadpool teaming up to pull a heist. Yeah. It'll be like six issues total this run. You can grab it and trade. Hmm. It's a very good Rocket book. Every, t- every time I say I'm going to grab something and trade, I don't remember to do it when it comes out. Because it's like four, six, something like that. Eight months yeah. sometimes. <sighs> Elaborate databases are your friend. <laughs> I guess so. I think I'm just going to start like microtransactioning everything I possibly can off of <laughs> Comixology. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Trades are still cheaper. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Brian. Yes. I believe we have the source of somebody's quote of the week. My quote of the week. This must be talking about Spider-Man 2. Number 2. Spider-Man 2. Number 2. Spider-Man 2. The all dance issue. <laughs> and they're so cute in those tutus. No, wait. That's they are. not right. Um, they, do kind of, they do dance with Taskmaster, though. They do. And he kicks their ass. <laughs> Like this is not your this is not your father's taskmaster. No, somehow taskmaster has uh, gotten a little bit of a power upgrade, huh? Yes, he has. Uh, yeah, no that the the fight with with Peter and Miles and Taskmaster is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, that's the first probably third of the book or so, and it's a lot of fun. Then they're they're definitely trying to figure out what's going on. So Peter says, um, you know. Since you're asking about the Miles Morales, like I, when I tried to look for you, I couldn't find anything. But you know what? What I think we need to turn this over to professional. I know somebody, so he invites Miles, and they go to Alice Investigations to meet Jessica. And he goes in. He's like Miles Morales, meet Jessica Jones. Uh, we've met. That we have. Wait, you two have met? And Jessica's like people do meet. Peter goes. I really don't like it when people do things that don't include me. And not just people I know, like everybody, like the Pope, Watcher, Wonder Woman. <laughs> and Miles goes, she's married to Luke Cage. Peter goes, big deal. I could have been married to Luke Cage if I applied myself. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh. That was, yeah, there you go. Quote of the week. I liked it. Good, good story. I, yeah. I'm enjoying this story, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, um, so it is definitely the we we definitely get a, a lot of movement in that as well. Yes. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm all on board for the series. I'm glad it's limited and it's going to be a, a run and done kind of thing, but yeah. I like it. You know what's weird to me, though, and this is going back to my sort of, I guess, ongoing <laughs> ongoing griping about Generations. I don't understand how this isn't the generate. Like, why is there a Miles Morales, Peter Parker, Generations one shot when this is going? Like, let this be that. Yeah, or like the Nadia and the Janet Van Dyne that we talked. Like, there's so many other yeah. good ones that are but in they don't the even, ongoings. They don't even in, get that. That's yeah. a whole other sore spot for me. Yeah, they don't even yeah. get a Generations book. They don't even get a legacy ongoing. Right. Like I just, I just mean functionally in this case, like. You've got two Miles and Peter things at the same time written by the same person. Why not right. just let them be the same thing? Yeah. But yeah, I'm not an editor at Marvel. And <laughs> if anyone listens to this, I probably never will be. Okay. Is it still good? Uh, it will be still good, yeah. You, you know the rules. Oh, shit. I do know the rules. There are new rules. Uh-oh. What are the new rules? One sentence. No more than two independent clauses in a conjunction. No semicolons. It's very specific. You can say what you want. You can spoil what you want. You can say whatever it takes to to make someone excited about the book. But you have to do it in one sentence. I hate these Very hard for you, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. But hey, it's gotten the segment down from being half the show to under 10 minutes. Yep. (laughs) It's done its job. I'll I'll give it credit for that. So, with that said... Are you ready, Brian? You need to take another sip of your drink? Yes. Get the all creative juices flowing. Solbeso and blood orange soda, oh by the God. way. Delicious. If you're playing along at home. If you're playing along at home. I hope they're playing along at home and not in their cars. Do not drink and drive, kids. <laughs> That's right. Or adults. You're or children driving cars. <laughs> I'm not sure why the kids are driving cars. I don't know. John hey, Hodgman hey, hey. always addresses the kids who are driving. Far be it for me to that's true to to second guess the judge. Indeed. Okay, Brian. All right, <clears throat> here we go. God Shaper number five. Um, <laughs> uh, still good, and we learn about a new power that someone has that really shakes up what's the story and what's going on. Okay. Misfit City number four, Brian. Uh, the kind of redone modern version tale of the Goonies is still good. I like it. <laughs> Aquaman number 27, a book that it pains me not to talk about, but for once I read more books than Brian, so Brian gets to tell me about it. Um. <laughs> the, let's see, Arthur's identity is revealed and done in a wonderful way, and I still am in love with Dolphin. <laughs> it is also just the best looking book. It's beautiful. As a quick aside, uh, Stepan Sheja draws the Titans in this issue, and I need him to draw a Titans issue oh, now. Yes. Oh, yes. Because it looks very good. Um, oh, whoops. I made a programming error. Uh, I forgot to mark Batman. Uh, Brian, oh, oh, tell me about shit. Batman. War of Jokes and Riddles. An awesome. And you get one sentence. I said an and. I made it. I, made it. I did a join and did a conjunction there. Um, the creepiest and yet best nine, uh, eight, nine course dinner you'll ever have. This is accurate. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye number 11. 
gets everything in place for the last battle and teaches you the dangers of trying to communicate with engineers. Green Lantern's number 29. Jess is maybe not the best trainer in the galaxy. (laughs) And Simon finds the power was inside him all along. Oh, that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Kudos, sir. Thank you. Kudos. I like this game a lot more than Brian does. <laughs> I've noticed. Uh, Brian, Nightwing yeah. 27. I've, I've got an answer to this one, but I'm going to make Brian oh, oh, squirm first. Uh, things for Nightwing and Hunter spiral out of control. Hey, you did it! <laughs> That's and they almost are, verbatim what I was And they are, they are saved by the most unlikely... Um, trio with the best new reference to Jim and Juan. I too found it strange that Constantine, Zatanna, and Deadman showed up to save them, but who am I to complain? I said the most unlikely trio. <laughs> I was like, no, no. I'm being, I'm being me again. Super Sons number seven. John Smith definitely, definitely, definitely is just Damien's friend and not Superboy. <laughs> Come on, guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> there you go. Magnus number three. Uh, Magnus shakes down an old frenemy. And you start to kind of finally see what's going on with the murderous robots. Rat Queens, number five, Brian. We get to see what is really important and regretful to each of the Rat Queens, and it's really, really cool. All New Guardians of the Galaxy, number eight. Peter Quill fights a raptor with one half of a set of Kree power bands in order to save Rocket Raccoon's life. Astonishing X-Men number two, Brian. Mm. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Scariest scariest remake of a play I think you could ever go see if you were a mutant. (laughs) Something about Captain Captain Picard playing chess with a nightmare. Okay. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I'm giving. Apparently, I'm giving you a couple of hard ones there, Brian. Okay. Gwynpool number nineteen. Oh, you know, I I, I knew you were going to give me this. <laughs> I was um, actually going to take it. I just was super super heavily loaded this week. Um, Gwynpool gets a glimpse at her future self while totally misunderstanding the intentions of Spider Man. <laughs> Kinky. Well, he does uh, web her up. Thwip, thwip. Royals number six. Uh, Ronan and Crystal finally have a much-needed relationship talk. Hmm. Did you guys know they were married at one point? Mm-mm. I think I did. Okay. 
It was a relatively recent I mean, she's thing. been married to, like, what, three people? <laughs> yeah, many of whom are of other species, a thing they talk about in this issue. Okay. Uh, Silver Surfer number 13. If Silver Surfer is Dan Slott writing Doctor Who, this is that thing that happens at the end of every arc of Doctor Who where you cry into your TV remote. <gasps> oh, it's the Rose Lieutenant. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Pretty much. Wow, this is a good week for me not to be reading that. <laughs> You've never been reading that. I know, and it's a good week for me to not be reading it this week, yes. By the trades, motherfucker. <laughs> Star Wars number 34. Uh, this was actually one I meant to have you read, damn it. Star Wars number 34. Sana and Billy D. Williams team up to pull a heist. I'm going to make you read it when we're done recording. It makes a whole lot more sense than that. And okay. Enjoy it. Can do. Sana Solo being the ex-wife of Han Solo and Billy Dee Williams being Lando Calrissian, obviously. Okay, last one. Ultimates 2, number 100, which is really Ultimates 2, number 10. For some reason, the best one of the best books that isn't going to Legacy got a Legacy number jump anyway. Um... <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Because that's not even more confusing than the, all the other yeah. shit you're doing, Mark. This is its last issue. It got the number jump anyway. Anyway, Ultimates 2, number 100. Um, <laughs> the scope, Ooh, Alex, Alex himself. How about that? <laughs> the scope and scale of this book is insane, and I cannot believe they actually pulled it off on the page. All right. All right. Speaking of Alex and Ultimates and the Longbox Book Report. Yeah, Jim was supposed to do it, but she became unavailable this week. To paraphrase two of the greatest uh, uh, philosophical luminaries of our time, Jim's not here, man. (laughs) Jim's not here, man. (laughs) So Alex took it upon himself. I did. When I picked up the equipment, I pulled another book from the box. So Jim will do whatever it is she pulled last week, next week. And today, I will tell you about the Ultimates number eight. Oh. Which, in the, the, I think I mentioned a while back, Jen and I uh, went to Second and Charles and found a bunch of 25 cent issues that met the criteria of not being old as dirt and not being war books (laughs) and actually having the potential to not be garbage. And put them in the box. Mm-hmm. The box. I remember that one. And this was one of those. This was one of those that went in for a funnier reason. Based on the cover, Sinestro gently embracing Scarlet. Or not Sinestro. Jesus. I was like, how the hell is Sinestro in an ultimate? Now, wait. Now, shit. This. I got to read this shit. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Pietro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gently embracing. Gently and lovingly embracing his sister, Wanda. <laughs> I thought this was the twincest issue. Oh, <laughs> God. And while you do get a little bit of them being all coupley, this issue is actually Black Widow and Hawkeye storming a Chitari base and just like wiping out everyone in this hive. It is just crazy infiltration, exfiltration action all the way through. And it was really, really good. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. Is this like two good books in a row you've read? Yeah, and you know what those two bo- good books have had in common, Brian? 
They weren't been, war books? They've been, they weren't Superman books from the 80s? They've been from that stack of things that Chin and I had into the box most recently. <laughs> to be fair, when the Longbox comic books start, we st- and, and the whole thing got popular, part of the thing was to have a bunch of kind of, oh shit, I gotta read this kind of books in it. But you can find... Case in point, Twincest. Yeah. You can find books that are, oh shit, I've got to read this. Amber the, made that face again. Why do you keep using that word? Because I'm jonesing for tomorrow night's episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, shit. Also for Riverdale to come back on. Mm. Oh. I still haven't watched it. It's been added to Netflix now, right? Yes. Yeah. I still haven't. Oh, oh! You are in for. I actually in for... like Archie Comics. Is the problem? I've been told it's okay. nothing. Okay, no, okay. They used the characters' names, and that's it. But, okay, but you. Oh, you, it, it is. It is. Uh, I can so see you liking this so much. In the and same way, and there's a couple way, of big treats for you. In, this. in oh. the same way that Afterlife with Archie is not an Archie comic, but you recognize the characters, you just have to accept this as this weird, like Twin Peaks. Dirty Little Liars version of Archie. Is that what the book was called? Dirty Little Liars? I think that's right, yeah. I will give it a go. It is. But it almost seems like teen drama to such a degree that I can't. It is. It is. It 100% is. They lean into it to a point that it almost becomes campy and good. So it's just obnoxious. You're going to hate a lot of characters, but you're going to have fun while you do it. Yeah. You're mostly going to hate parents. There's this weird thing that hangs over where all of their all of their parents are just these horrible fuck-ups who are constant <laughs> reminders of what awful people they'll be if they actually do what their parents tell them to. Uh, I feel like I'm going to like Betty despite her drug use. <laughs> Yeah, that's only a thing in like the first episode or two, and it never comes up again. I think there was. And by the by the way, yes, you will. (laughs) But that's especially crazy, Betty. That said, (laughs) this is the first Archie thing in which I have ever preferred Veronica. I'm making the most incredulous face right now Mm -hmm. because it's the first time I've ever preferred Veronica, or because I do in this case prefer Veronica. I don't know both. Veronica is the voice of reason on the show. Veronica, 90% yes. of time, 90% of the time is the only person who's actually not insane. So everything's just topsy-turvy. Yes. A little bit. Okay. But it's so fun. I'll go along for the ride. It's And it's pretty. It's so pretty. It's so well That's designed. That's true. It is pretty. Yeah, I've seen some of the... Yeah, it looks pretty. Yeah. Um... Like I could, I could sit here spoiling things, and you would think I was just completely bullshitting you. Is how batshit insane some of it gets. Some of it, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm tempted to do it, but I don't actually want to spoil stuff for you. I mean, if you don't mind spoiling it for your your listeners, I, I mean, don't mind. Well, uh, we could do the we could do like two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. All right. Oh, um, I, yeah, I want to hear this too. Go, Alex. Let me think about this for a moment. <laughs> While we're doing that, you actually had a question earlier, and we said we were going to talk about it on the show. Oh, yeah. That's true. That we never did. So <clears throat> I will read comics for like six months or so. I will just consistently make sure I go back to the shop and I keep picking up things that I want to read, and I'll pick up trades on time that I'm supposed to be getting to go back and read things that I wanted to read, and I'll just fall off the wagon suddenly and just 
sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's, I just don't feel like doing this every single week. And Mm -hmm. I think my question for you guys is, do I just need to start a pull list to keep myself doing this or? I would say this, if there are certain titles that you want to, even in those times you Mm -hmm. don't want to read a bunch Make sure you keep reading. I'd throw those things on a pull list for yeah. sure. That's what I was going to say. Pick pick four or five yeah. books even a month. Right? Even if what that means is you go on Comixology and you subscribe, mm-hmm. and they just automatically charge you and automatically show up in your queue. Mm. This is a good idea because I find that the reason... Because like comic books, especially if you're not reading that many of them, aren't really that expensive in the long run. Yeah. I mean, if you're reading as many as Brian does, then they are, but... <laughs> Thanks. For as many as I was reading, it wasn't really that bad. The problem was is that I would go back to pick some up like every month or two. Yeah. And I would pick up like $150 worth of comics. Right. Or you do the thing I find myself doing where I'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot an issue. Let me swing back and grab it. Mm -hmm. Which is the context it happens in for me because in a normal week, like I don't have to worry about hitting a debit card minimum to use my card. But if I go back and I just buy an issue, I'm not going to hit the $5 minimum or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I also have to buy a trade. And that one issue that I missed now has ended up costing me $20. <laughs> because I also bought a trade. This seems like a u- uniquely you problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Either whether it's a pool list or whether it's a yeah. company, yeah. Pick and even like I said, even if it's just three, four, five titles, yeah. Pick pick something that you want to stick up with, and then the fact that you're either going in to pick them up every week, mm-hmm. or they're sh- kind of showing up for you every week, will allow you to think about them, and then you'll you'll oh well, you know what? I knew that was coming out. I want to add that in yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You can also find now, people to ride, ride along to the comic shop with and make it a weekly thing. Nope. See, I've tried doing that. Yeah. And every other Wednesday when you guys go, I have to work 12 hours that night. I mean, we go every Wednesday. <laughs> I know, but every other Wednesday I'm working. Well, you could still be there every other Wednesday. Yeah. That's on true. The off, on the off Wednesday. I would like to do this. Yeah. I would very much like now, to do uh, this. So that's my general advice. <laughs> My specific, like if you want to make absolutely sure that you stay up with comics and are reading, you know, all the stuff you want to, I would suggest that you get on a podcast and have to do it every fucking week. <laughs> or, or you make the foolish mistake of giving me permission to nag you about the things that come out. Do not think it's for not a minute I won't. Foolish, because I feel like if you nag me, it'll help me. It'll help me. It'll definitely yeah. help me do it. You say that you've never yeah, been yeah. to the comic no, shop with me. No, no. <laughs> Uh, I submit to peer pressure with people I don't know, but with people I know, I'm gonna be like, no, dude, fuck, fuck off. I'm not buying that. <laughs> he's he is he is the backlogger for a reason. <laughs> Brian said the same thing early on too. He is the backlogger for a reason. I'm serious. I'm going to put like a cap on how much I'll spend, and if it fits into there, I'll buy it. But I, then, you know eh. what? I can work with that. In in the limited scope of comics. <laughs> You are Karnak. Mm. You know the weakness. <laughs> you exploited. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, Riverdale: Two Truths and a, and a Lie. Oh, here we go. All right. Archie and Moose hook up. The Blossoms' fortune is entirely built on drugs. There is actual incest. The first one is, is a lie. Are you sure about that? 
I feel like that's a lie. <laughs> Judges? <laughs> Ding, you win. <laughs> See? Mainstream TV. Yeah, that was a, that was a little that was a little too much. I would, I mean, okay, if you'd to said be Betty fair, and Veronica, Betty and Veronica if make you, out in the first fucking episode. If you'd said Betty and Veronica, I would have said it was a lie. They too, make out in the first episode. They, See, and yeah. I find that very hard to believe. I am no, that, that's a true. That's a true. I believe you. I also probably could but, have told a. I probably could have said something like Betty and Jughead get together. And I wouldn't have believed that really either. Well, okay. <laughs> See, I've gotten conflicting mixed reviews on this that Jughead is still following his asexualness in the show, but is that not true? I guess you'll have to watch it. Oh, man. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> this I will a, watch this it. This has been a fun episode. Though. It has. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Come podcast with us more. I yeah. will try to, especially if yeah. I start reading comics more regularly again cool or you know throw dice uh oh that love to throw dice yeah we need to do that (laughs) all right um i'm alex i'm brian i was amber you are still still are i hope no i'm no longer amber oh okay then okay well i'm not gonna be here next week though so i was amber and will be again. The once in future Amber. The Amber will be back eventually. Schrodinger's Amber. <laughs> Both present and not at the same time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>